will run around in a wild, unruly, out of control manner. Manner. Hello and welcome to episode 2.0 of the Run Amok podcast presented by Juncture Magazine. To my left and right, freshly returned from the Jason Mraz concert in Buffalo, Carson Cooper. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. And Caleb Beer. Hello, friends. Straight across the table, as always, looking handsome as ever. We got producer Gary on the ones and twos. Hello, hello. We got a lot going on today. First things first, we're going to jump straight into music to start today off. So last episode, on episode 1.0, when we were all together, we mentioned the Kanye album, mm. and, and we were all excited. What a mistake. And the due date, multiple due dates, <laughs> came and went, and no album is, no. has materialized. But we've been promised an IMAX feature film on the album, an album that doesn't exist. Promise so, might be a strong word. I'm I'm wondering, do you guys think this feature film is even going to come out? Are we ever going to get an album? I do think we're going to get an album. I do think we're going to get a feature film. I think it's a little easier to push back the uh, the album just because Kanye can kind of tweak it whenever he wants. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's some stricter guidelines on something like an IMAX feature film. Um, I'm not exactly sure of the process of that, but I'm assuming October 25th, I'm pretty sure it's scheduled to, to come out. But I, I think... Then again, what do I know? Everything, <laughs> everything's up in the air with Kanye. What do you think, Hill? I mean, I'm a clown. I've thought an album was coming out like six times in the You're last four days. Man. So I'm just one of the rougher I'm, Caleb weekends I've. Ever I'm kind of done. Just, You've spent a lot of time on some very dark forums. I'm sure for looking sure. for clues. Yeah, I mean that's a little. I wouldn't say they're that dark, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> as far as the forums go, but yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty jebby about this whole pretty, uh, pretty low, low energy, energy jab. jab yeah pretty low energy jab about this whole situation right now i'm feeling like the first time i'm hearing any of this is going to be at the imax so you're just going to pay every time you want to listen like yeah. 14 bucks to listen to an album yeah it wouldn't make a dent either <laughs> it <wouldn't> make a <laughs> difference. but we have gotten some interesting news in terms of kanye's music where we've learned that he might just be making christian music from now on no more secular music i mean does that mean what does that mean? Like, are you guys in that? I don't, I don't even know. I don't, I don't even know, know that, how to react because I heard conflicting reports. So I heard that as well. But I've also heard that uh, Jesus is King is not a gospel album. So I'm not sure what direction to go. And every snippet I hear from the past weekend of the listening parties, songs are different by by the day. So I'm not really sure. I kind of vibe in it though. I think the 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 Sunday service vibes are pretty cool. Yeah, but I don't I'm, know. The solely hear that forever. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not vibing it, it at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, but like, oh, okay, forever. Like, oh, yeah, I, no, I'm super I'm, down I, with it for like for this album. Yeah, but also like, I'm down for eight songs. I I don't want to sound like I don't want to be a bummer, but we're at the point where like Kanye's discography is big enough that if we never got another good Kanye album, I could probably. Like ride it out. Like I don't. It's kind of a negative viewpoint sure. now, though. No, right? it is. Yeah. But I'm That's just, just saying, like, right if I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Phil's wearing a cloak for anyone wondering. Yeah, yeah. A dark cloak with a hood up, black black Has mascara. A ring on him, but he's yeah. position. Right he said, "I'm only doing this if I can sit in the corner." Sipping mm-hmm. a big gulp. Elsewhere in the music world, we have a Super Bowl halftime show announced this past week. We have Shakira and Jennifer Lopez, aka J Lo, baby. J-Lo, baby. <laughs> uh, so basically, I, I don't want to speak for everyone on the pod. Sure. 
Did the NFL drop the ball again? Oh, they continue to drop the ball for halftime shows. So, talk about last year. What was... So, last year, we were in the... Arguably the hip-hop capital of the world. Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Atlanta, Georgia. And Maroon 5 came out. <laughs> Adam Levine came out. Oh, who was tatted up? But it was Adam Levine. Like, not for yeah. the occasion. He not for the occasion. I, yeah, but... But it was still Adam Levine. Shirtless, but it was Adam Levine. Yeah, but I think you guys are not looking at it correctly. I think they're doing exactly what they want. Like, like it's just everyone watches the Super Bowl. So you can't sure. have these, like... They're not niche artists, but to, like, the vast majority of the people watching the Super Bowl, they are. So they want to just find whatever the biggest artist they could possibly find is. Yeah, but, David, when was J-Lo's last album? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm with you, but she's... she's Half, half a decade ago, and the last time I saw Shakira, she was making a cameo on Wizards of Waverly Place. So <laughs> of course, but I wouldn't say they're the most relevant, but I know you no, mean. No, J Lo, not music wise, but she's extremely relevant right sure. now, for sure. Mm-hmm. She somehow made A Rod popular, which is like the <laughs> hardest thing anyone has <laughs> That's ever how done. She got in. But the, yeah, the world's been the world's been spinning this week, and As the world of pop culture has not disappointed in terms of news. We've got. Ashton Kutcher, all over the news. He did Hot Ones this week. It was supposed mm-hmm. to be a shining moment for him. Yet, Demi Moore's memoir, and she's not dead, so don't write a memoir. Still alive. Definitely <laughs> just write an autobiography. But she talks about every deal of their weird-ass relationship. And let me tell you, Ashton doesn't come off great. But I didn't really have a lot of thoughts about it. I'm not reading the book. My only thought was that I realized for the first time in my life that Demi Moore is not the same person as Julianne Moore. <laughs> and now I'm 22 years old. For every single second that I was conscious, I thought that these two dated for years. You thought, and they're married. Did did you? I thought, yeah, I yeah, I legitimately <laughs> thought I saw pictures of Julianne Moore, and they don't look anything alike. No. Sweet. So did you also think that Bruce Willis dated Julianne Moore? I did. When I heard the names, I, I I connected the two, and you realize there are two different entities, though, right? Or did uh, you kind of in I your mind even, they're I, kind of together? Demi Moore to me was nothing, and let me tell you why. Her she's best known for a dating Ashton Kutcher and Bruce Willis, being in a relationship with them, and two being on General Hospital, a show that has somehow been on the television for. 500 years but was never relevant during my life <laughs> i don't know how she managed to pull off both but I, I i yeah i didn't even know who she was so uh i guess shout out to uh demi moore for making sure. her way into my consciousness yeah so i bet that's probably the biggest, staying relevant yeah it's probably your biggest accomplishment yeah. to date but moving on to two people that everyone knows about is kylie jenner and travis oh, tragic- scott tragic news i saw last night yeah mm-hmm. yeah it kind of bummed me out apparently if you're not in the know uh, producer Gary, give us an update. You're you've got a, an article from from where? Uh, the Cosmopolitan. Huge oh, Kardashians uh, guy, Gary. Yeah. Is. Oh, yeah. So give us, and there is no more legitimate source for news than the. Well, Cosmopolitan. yeah. In the world of like celebrity journalism, this is probably the number one source. Yeah, basically, right? the New York sources yeah. coming out of the cracks yeah. everywhere. They're also yeah. digging real hard with this article. But <laughs> all right, so yeah, they they've got do. details. Yeah. Go ahead. The biggest point of their article was that. Um, Kylie had a glass of champagne in her hand at uh, Justin Bieber's wedding. Yeah. Yep. And uh, that she drank in front of her daughter. 
And and but what else did she drink? Uh oh, she drank a cocktail. She also had a cocktail. Cocktail. I don't think that. I think that needs in to be stated. In front of Stormy. In front of Stormy. In front of her. And Trav yeah. lost it. No, Trav <laughs> no, had nothing to do with the situation. Nothing to do with it. Oh. But she yeah. had a glass of wine and a cocktail. Yeah, and I think that's important to and state. And guess what? The story is supposed to be about her and Travis. Why is yeah. that an article? I don't know. So they're oh. taking a break. But you, I texted you. Wait, but why? Why are they taking a break? Yeah, I think that I honestly trying to work it out, bro. You know what? I almost said I think. I mean, I think. <laughs> what information do I have to <laughs> What add? do you know? You know what? <laughs> Knowing the two of them pretty well, yeah. I think it's probably Knowing because... Knowing them like I do. Kylie's a little bit af- is afraid of commitment, commitment, and Travis is on the road so much, and that's really put a strain on your it's family It's really grueling his tour. But you were actually surprised how long they stayed together. Yeah. Right off the bat, I mean, I didn't think it was going to last as long as it didn't. When they had a child, I thought, okay, maybe they'll kind of uh, try to work things out. So I'm not super... Uh, surprised about it i am a little surprised that it, i guess it did happen this far into it um mm-hmm. i just thought it was gonna be more of an immediate thing so i'm a little shock value that it, it lasted as long as it did i'll i'll make a little bit of a prediction i do i would say they they do get back to 100 percent. i uh, yeah yeah but uh yeah here's hoping honestly while you were saying that whole sequence coop mm-hmm. i was a i was a little bit distracted because <laughs> i mean look at what you're wearing right now it's <laughs> you're wearing uh and and beautiful Leafs jersey and a and a nice Leafs hat as well. Thank but you. you're donning it and Caleb to my right. You're looking handsome as well. I don't mean to leave you out. You kind of looked at me nice. like, "Hey man, I'm, no, right I'm here. just looking very good." Yeah, yeah. And you're wearing a, a, a Leafs hat as well. So two fans. And what happened tonight, guys? Well, two things happened tonight. Just for the record, everyone, we're recording this on a Wednesday night. Wednesday evening. Wednesday evening. Uh, the first thing I want to say is the Leafs beat the Ottawa Senators 5-3. Okay. So it's why it's because I'm donning the jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't often don the jersey, but when I do, they, knew. they either win or lose in the playoffs. Last time you wore that jersey, they, they either lost. win or lose in the playoffs. It's either win in the regular season or lose in the playoffs. Oh, so it's, it's, I haven't true. decided when I should wear it. When Mainly wear losing it. in the playoffs. Fickle. Arguably, more importantly, the Leafs have finally named their captain along with their alternate captains. And... Johnny T got the uh, got the C. Mm-hmm. Johnny John T Tamara's. got the C. Wow, incredible that's work! Pretty good, you. eh? That's yeah, good. that's good. Uh, with Riley, Matthews, and Marner all getting the the A's. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it kind of well, a timeshare with the A. A timeshare yeah. with the A because you can only have two assistants at once. So I think oh, wow. it looks like Marner and Matthews are kind of sharing it. <laughs> yeah, because Matthews just didn't have one on tonight. Anyways, it kind of went against what uh, Caleb and I were predicting. Um, Caleb was wanting and predicting an Austin Matthews captaincy. I was predicting an Austin Matthews captaincy with a bit of a Maybe a Morgan Riley twist, but we just didn't get that. And Johnny T got the C. So I'm not a huge, anyone who knows me, I'm not a huge hockey guy. So I'm wondering, why is it so much more of a deal in in hockey than basketball? Because I wish basketball cared about their captaincies as much as hockey does. But it, it, like, put the C's on those jerseys. Like, that's cool to see. So what's the significance of the role? I think that literally the jersey patch is like by far the biggest factor for it. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. going to cool. say, would yeah. you like to see C's on like NBA jerseys? I'd love to see not only C's, I'd love to see assistance as yeah. well. And I, I think, think that's so cool. I think like Caleb said, the visual itself means so much. But there with that captains. point, in, oh, yeah, for sure. in the NFL, they have captain's yep. patches and we they don't do. really think about it that much. That's true. There's just so many more players on the field at once. For sure, but you almost think that would like put make people who had it more distinctive i think basketball would be sick because you see you see the play there's so much more but the issue is it's like we know who it is for every every team right every team is so top heavy that we we pretty much know what guy it's going to be i Mm. i want to say tim hardaway on gold or on on golden state had the c on his jersey that's i'm googling right now and yes moving over to the moving over to the hardwood 
the Lakers have lost their young budding star, Cal Kuzma. Uh, it's being said that he won't be back until mid-October with a stress reaction in his left foot. Hmm. This extremely top-heavy roster just got even shakier. Uh, and just to note, aside from rookie Talon Horton Tucker, who is also recovering from a stress reaction, Kuzma, 24 years old, is the Lakers' youngest player. So this this roster is aging. And how are you guys yeah. feeling towards the Lakers heading into the season? Um, like you said, a little shaky. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see some sort of uh, <laughs> some young talent on the court. Obviously, you got a top-heavy roster with Anthony Davis and uh, LeBron James. That's the price to pay, right? You give out all your young guys. Absolutely. You have your star. It's like um, LeBron's entire last decade. His teams are always one of the oldest teams exactly. in the league every single mm-hmm. time. Another LA team missing one of their key stars. Paul George is also out until, quote, November-ish to continue rehabbing from shoulder surgery. And he's about 80 to 90-ish percent in his progress. I mean, Very I mean, be more vague. <laughs> but these are two of the league's most prominent teams are now missing some of their most prominent players. So I guess what I'm wondering is at the start of the season, which team do you have the most faith in? Obviously, Kuzma will be back maybe a little bit before the season starts, but he won't be fully in the rotation. Mm-hmm. Which team do you have the most faith in to come off to a uh, a good start and and which team do you think is going to be a little shaky off the start uh personally i think the clippers are going to come off stronger than the lakers Mm -hmm. um i just think they're a very defensively sound team um still quiet coming off the year that he had well he can Um, fit in with anyone exactly you can you Mm -hmm. can fit in with anyone and not having paul george there for a bit i don't think is gonna send them in a downward spiral whereas the lakers um (laughs) as lebron teams have been in the past just kind of chemistry has been an issue just new guys always coming in and out uh, I think to start off uh, down like they are um, could pose some issues right off the bat. I think they will eventually level out once Kuzma is, like you said, back in the ro- rotation uh, pretty regularly. But I think it'll pose some uh, some early issues. But I'm hearing a lot, and I think Hill's going to jump on this as well. You hear a lot about the Lakers, and, and it's a shallow roster. But at the end of the day, like Anthony Davis is a really easy guy to play with too, right, Pierre? Yeah, like literally maybe the most easy guy to play <laughs> with in the league. He, like Because he can be your best player and have the ball in his hands all the time or if he's just like a secondary guy to LeBron he's the best in that league he can spot up looks like his three is looking a little better he's one of the best rebounders in the league one of the best defensive players in the league but I do think they're gonna have a little issue because like one of the weirdest things about this Lakers roster is how everyone's fitting so not having Kuzma being able to like really be involved in training camp until like like a couple weeks before the season starts might be kind of weird because the fit of the top end of their starting lineup is like very strange. For sure. Well, Kuzma, LeBron, and Anthony Davis all ideally would like to play the same position. They're top three players at this point in their careers. Yeah, I don't see how it works without Anthony Davis just eventually playing center, which he, his entire center. career he said he doesn't want to. I don't know why. He's I, a massive human being. He is it's massive, not, but it's a more physical position. For sure. It's not Chris Bosch like, being asked to play center, though. Yeah. He's huge. And I just don't, I don't even see the fit if he doesn't. Like, Kuzma's not a three. And we're going back to Le- LeBron hasn't really played three in big minutes for like probably since Miami, really. Yeah. I, I just don't really see exactly how it works without that happening. Well, it's obviously going to be two teams that are under the microscope. So we'll see how things pan out in LA. But another player that's used to being under a heavy microscope out in Orlando now is <laughs> former number one overall pick, Markel Fultz. And the thing about, off-season basketball is you see the videos, the training videos that and get your hopes you don't up. Don't see them from guys and, like Dame Lillard. 
and that yeah, <laughs> and that's equally as troubling. Which means he hasn't picked up a basketball that's all right. summer. All summer, for... you gotta videotape it, or it didn't happen, baby. That's right. And <laughs> so we see players who have janky jump shots. We always see videos of them in the summer, kind of tweaking them, fixing them. And let me tell you, Markel Fultz. I don't know what happened. He was an amazing player coming in from the draft, and all of a sudden his jump shot fell apart and that was the biggest worry with him so we're seeing videos now this summer heading in to this season of him knocking down threes and the jump shot looks janky it still looks broken man i don't know what people are talking about it it looks it looks fluid but it still doesn't make sense where the ball is he's shooting from his chest no that's what i'm saying seeing a hitch though it's i mean go go back and <laughs> look early in philly oh, it for literally sure. yeah. looked like there was someone tackling him every time he took a jump shot but, mm. but also would you caption the video uh jumper looking clean no he <laughs> no, <laughs> I posted that uh how's the highlights how many yeah, fire yeah. emojis behind it <laughs> and what i've always i've always had a, a rule and i know carson agrees with this i think you will too kelp i put so much stock into nba haircuts if your oh. haircut is whack you're probably still whack your and haircut's if, whack you're whack and if I was an Orlando fan, uh, well, I'd be nervous about well, that. The whole hair. team's whack. Yeah get, yeah, get it out of there. Especially after a few years with Alfred Payton, you're already probably freaking out exactly. a little bit. Yeah, these people know the consequences of a bad haircut. Uh, Mo in, in Bamba f- shaved his head. Do you see that? I mean, in, in fairness, that's to, a safe uh, move, I guess. I guess. Orlando, at least with Markel Fultz, his hair won't be getting in the way of his free throw like <laughs> yeah. Alfred Payton. No, not gonna make yeah, go YouTube yeah. Alfred Payton jump shot. And <laughs> as of Tuesday night, so we're recording this on the Wednesday. This was last night. Another former lottery pick is shooting. Lonzo Ball is shooting his jump shot with his elbow in for the first time in his life. I mean, that's a shot that actually looks a little bit fixed. How are you feeling about the Pelicans' newest point guard? It it does, but the videotape from behind is a sneaky way to make any jump shot look <laughs> for good. Sure. I bet you if that Markel Fultz video comes out and we only have a view from behind him, we're all thinking that it Christopher looks Nolan buttery uh, cinematography. Absolutely, yeah. No, because yeah. like Lonzo's, his elbow is way out, but his arm is still forward, sort of like Fultz's is, which I'm not, I'm not the shot doctor from Twitter or whatever that guy's called, but I think he'll be a better shooter, but I don't know. People are going to expect him to light it up now. I did see a video from the, from the side or from a slight angle. Um, and it definitely, this is going to sound weird. It definitely does look more smooth and a little more fluid. But there is a bit of jank still left. In yeah, it. it's still got that little flick. Yeah, it's it. still got a little bit yeah. of flick, but it does look pretty crisp, I guess, with the eye emoji. <laughs> yeah. So shifting from two young point guards to a star veteran point, Chris Paul, the rumors are swirling about potential trades mm-hmm. to Miami. And so Chris Paul's in an interesting situation where he's on a big contract. He's kind of in no man's land in Oklahoma City. They really have no use for him. They're not contending for a championship. He obviously still has a lot to prove, and he obviously wants to try to contend in his final years of his career. So I guess Miami could be a potential destination. How do you guys think the fit would be, and do you think Paul would be happy with that destination? The thing I like about Miami is, like, he definitely, this is, I don't usually like these takes, but I think he'll actually fit into their culture really well. Okay. Where like a lot of things with Paul throughout his career is that he like rides guys too hard and he's always on other players to be as precise and per, like perfect as he is. But like the Miami Heat, the same thing with Jimmy Butler, why everyone thinks he's going to work out well there. 
it's that's kind of like their mentality there and they like work everyone really hard but 3 a.m workouts right yeah. yeah that that would just be hell to be around though jimmy butler and chris oh paul and they would just love each other so much room. nattering at every every single person in the locker everybody room. would be the mario chalmers of the team yeah just getting ripped apart okay i like the miami fit beer you actually brought one up to me earlier today though that i liked a lot more i like this one uh, a lot where where do you think would be the ideal fit for yeah. chris paul uh denver is my favorite fit for him mm-hmm. um the like mechanics of the deal i think it'd be Millsap to okc maybe a couple firsts and some other role guys just to figure out the the money um but i just like how it fits i don't i'm a big Jokic guy but i'm not, not sure i like love him at the end of a playoff game trying to um win it for denver so i think paul getting there can i think he's still a good player he looked good last year when harden was off the floor and i think he could run the offense pretty well and still have um some good last minute pick and rolls like a pick and roll with Jokic and paul would be incredible absolutely and just going off your point talking about how paul still has a lot to offer so just for a quick plug in juncture's first issue beer actually has a lengthy feature about chris paul's career uh, his future moving forward, his overall legacy, and it's a really, really Fantastic good piece. piece yeah. yeah, so if you're so if you're a basketball fan at all, if you like Chris Paul, if you even really like sports in general, you're gonna love mm-hmm. this feature. So make sure you give that a read on October 26th. One fit that I thought would be a perfect fit, just in terms of almost comedy, <laughs> but not really in a basketball sense. I mean, I would love to see the Knicks trade. All of their assets, all their draft picks. <laughs> all seven power forwards. Yeah, for yeah. For an aging point guard on a huge contract. We've seen this. Do I smell all-star? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyone who's ever been on the periphery of an <laughs> yeah, all-star selection. Just... Oh, no. They, they've done this exact move with Stephon Marbury, Derek Rose, Chauncey Billups, Baron Davis, 50 other point guards. <laughs> and I would love to see them do it again and squeak to... 38 wins, 40 wins. Yeah, I don't even see the joke. I think Chris Paul goes into New York, takes the city over yeah. from Brooklyn, and maybe, maybe second round of the playoffs. Oh, that's such a yeah. sad wow, Chris Paul is... fan take, man. Oh. Can you imagine Julius Randle at the two with Chris Paul at the one? <laughs> like, that's incredible. <laughs> now, moving back to the NFL, just, just briefly, because we have our coveted Daniel dimes aka daniel jones aka mr dimes segment of the week where our giants correspondent caleb beer gives us his update for how daniel jones is doing this week caleb how's daniel jones doing Uh, he's still good thank you for tuning in to episode 2.0 of the run amok podcast be sure to subscribe comment share it around with your friends give us a five-star rating it really helps us out And tune in next week for more news on sports, music, and pop culture. Thank you so much for listening, and peace.